whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the uh, new and revamped Secret Speakeasy. This place is... Insurance ca- Brant, insurance came through pretty quickly. This is looking good, Scott, gotta tell you. I new know. New bar top, new shelves. Uh, Most importantly... Yep, we got a new, new window. Inventory. New inventory. New door. It's a, it is a fine new day. New panel. Yeah, brand new door. Oh, dude, let me tell you about this door. This door is... Hand carved cherry. It looks magnificent. Yeah, look at the, I'm almost happy. The finish, the finish on that thing is it's like shining. New, I know, it's so beautiful. New alarm. It's got that little like, it's got that little like slide thing. We don't have to like, oh, open yeah. it up to find out yeah, who's yeah, there like anymore. That. It just slides I think open. It's supposed to have like a real speaker. Oh. New new alarm yeah. panel. No more uh, birthdays. Just like finger pr- fingerprints. Oh no, scan. it's it yeah, just, super nice. Yep, biometric scanning. Yeah, at so, the door. At the door. Uh, at the door. Yeah. Right. We are we are high tech nowadays. Yep. Uh, thank you, thank you to our insurance company. Thank you to our thank you new to our air quote friends that destroyed the speakeasy, and now yes. we have new upgraded <laughs> security system. That sounds like insurance fraud. <laughs> <laughs> that does. Sound, that sounds a lot like insurance fraud, actually. <laughs> it does. We, we we did not do anything wrong. <laughs> we are totally innocent. I was away. Which we know. Jeeves was in the Maldives. Still is. Where the hell did he I don't go? Oh man. Did nope. he tell you? Did he text no. you? Hadn't heard from the guy at all. I just assumed he was taking all of his vacation days at once. Um, I'm assuming he'll be back. He can't stay with us. He can't quit us. We told him that. Right. <laughs> we need him. <laughs> Um, all right, so tonight, uh, tonight here in the Speakeasy, we're going to be drinking some store picks. Uh, we, we've talked about different store picks, uh, but uh, we're, we're going to actually explain the process, explain what a store pick is, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of them that we've had in the past, and we'll give some, uh, you know, offhand quote or offhand remarks about some of those whiskeys. But we're going to be drinking two different store picks. The first one uh, that I that I grabbed off uh, off the shelf. Uh, that survived, thankfully, is the Wyoming Whiskey Private Stock Bourbon Whiskey. So this was selected by a store near me that I brought to the, the Speakeasy. It is their private stock. So basically they go select a barrel, uh, and then once that barrel is uh, barreled, it's only sent to that store, and then it is uh, never it's sold again. right? So, so it's, it's 240 bottles that can't be found elsewhere, and this bottle is mine. That's pretty cool. I mean... That's what yep. makes the store pick to me so special is that just how rare it really is. You talk about rare bottlings of everything from these pappies and birthday bourbon and all that. 
every year more of those come out than that one bottle you have right there. You know, in, in actuality, mm-hmm. that is a rare bottle, and it's an affordable rare bottle. Um, and a lot of times, there's something just special about them. Um, and generally, it's that the, the person that has the uh, privilege of selecting the barrel or the private barrel it gets to go and taste it. They send them samples, and then they get to choose which ones they want, um, which, 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 I guess, flavor profile from this barrel it meets their their likes or what they think that their uh, their customers would like. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, um, you know, they'll they'll flex on that and try something different um, for sure. If you have, if you uh, you sell Stranahan's and your customers are crushing it, you're selling a lot of Stranahan's, they like this one flavor profile, but you want to give them something different, you may taste something that says, hey, man, this is super unique. I'm pulling very unique flavors from the single barrel expression. Uh, let me go in that direction. Um, you know, So you may find a barrel pick that's nothing like what you expect it to taste like just because it's a single barrel pick from that, that you know, brand. It may be totally left field taste-wise. You know, taste um, and what I like is I like the true single barrel picks. Um, some are true single barrel selections and typically you'll notice uh, on the label, especially on the private label, if it says single barrel selection, single barrel selected for, you know, as long as it says single barrel, you're getting that, you know, one bottling out of one barrel. There are, right, there are, however, some that have store selections that are not single barrel. Woodford Reserve, right, Woodford Reserve is a big, a big example of that. Um, Woodford Reserve no longer does single barrels and it's for a good reason because the way Woodford is aged they would have they had so so much variance between their their store selects I mean it was just massive so what they now do is they create three blends that you can basically select a um, barrels worth of these three super good but super distinct flavor profiles super sweet all the way to super charred and kind of like right down, you know, kind of right down the pipe, and you kind of pick. But I like the for, single barrels for the most part. For the most part, that's kind of what um, Four Roses does too. Is they have like what eight or eight yeah. recipes that they yeah. follow, um, and that and that really comes down to this difference because when you when you talk about store picks, uh, there's a difference between well, and we'll start with the first type, and that's the small batch. And this is what you can find very typically with like Woodford. Uh, it's a, it's kind of like a small batch where that's that could be anywhere from two barrels or two hundred barrels that go into this, and then you pick which batch you like. So they'll have like batch number one, two, three, four, and then you get to pick from which Correct. one. Um, but it's it's a more consistent flavor from year to yeah. year. You're picking up. Um, you're picking I would a say profile versus picking right. a variant. From that single, I would say that Four Roses and Woodford are probably the most common of this because their their lines tend to be not single barrel. I mean, Four Roses does have some single barrel, but it's not right. A and it's a, and Four Roses uh, is kind of good about it because their single barrel is that super distinctive bottling. So you're not going to get confused about a Four Roses single barrel pick. But I also think, like you said, Scott, I think you're right. They do have some s- small batch 
variants as well. As well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and you can pick that distinct flavor profile. They sell you a unique flavor profile. You put, you get to put your name yeah. on it, your label on it. You know, whatever it is you want to do. Now, si- single barrel whiskeys are a bit different. They're uh, true single barrel means that li- literally all of that bottling came from the same barrel. So Blanton's, uh, we've talked about Blanton's. Blanton does have a store pick. Uh, Knob Creek has that uh, same uh, same program. Uh, Jim Beam has a program like that. Um, and, and there's a, there's a fair number of others that are that are starting to go to a single barrel. Now, no two barrels are exactly alike. They they do tend to share the same mash bill. They're they can be aged the same amount of time. But we, we've we've known from uh, Knob Creek that. Their single barrel program has a minimum of nine, but can go anywhere up to fourteen and a half to fifteen years right. before they uh, they they bottle it. So it's really just kind of like what what do you like that comes from this place right. that that, uh, so that is different? Thinking it, like thinking of Knob Creek as an example, their everyday on the market single barrel is labeled nine years, but you could be drinking an older bourbon. That's under mm-hmm. that label, um, and every one of those Which every one of those bottles came from a distinct single barrel. Yeah, and which is why I really like that now with their brand new label, they put the Rick House, they put the barrel number, they put uh, the the age statement of that whiskey on there when it was when it was barreled and when it was bottled, so you have. A, a, a reference right. to go back to, whereas the old label literally just said nine years, uh, 120 right. proof, and you, you know you you get lucky if if someone took the time to uh, to classify yeah. that information. Blanton's too. is one that's in, you know um, famous famous for oh, doing Blanton's that. Is warehouse barrel yep. number, dump date, you know all those all those things. Yep. But so here's the thing to me on this. Um, and like we, st- we start building up to what I like about store picks and the ones that are um, the most intriguing to me. Yeah. Single barrel store picks. So even that Knob Creek single barrel 120, that everyday one is a single barrel. When you buy a store pick, you're literally just buying a big batch of that barrel. What, in- what intrigues Correct. me is the small batch whiskeys that have a single barrel program. Like we talked about on the last, right. you know, previous episodes, Weller Special Reserve. It's a small batch. So when you buy that one off the shelf, mm-hmm. like you said, you could be buying one of 200 barrels blended together for consistency. Um, Buffalo Trace is another one. Eagle Rare. Well, Eagle Rare would be a single barrel, but Buffalo Trace, Weller. When you buy a Buffalo Trace or Weller store pick single barrel, you're buying out of one barrel. It's going to be totally different or has the ability to be totally different than what that mass produced small batch bourbon um, is that's pretty unique to me and that's right. kind of what I, that's what I look for when I'm looking for store for store picks. And, and that kind of gets to our third type of uh, store pick is the private barrel and this is the one that I always look for whenever it says private barrel uh, that's the one that really excites me because this is the one where the distributor or where the retailer gets to have control, a little more control over this barrel. So normally with a, stinger, with a standard single barrel, the distillery is kind of in control. How much it gets proofed down, what, you know, what goes into the bottle, how many bottles are offered, and then where those get shipped to. 
The private barrel means that they have bought that entire barrel of whiskey, and they get to prove based on what the distillery offers. So, like with this one that I have, the Wyoming whiskey, they got to choose the proof. They sent them samples of what proof would this be at, what this would be at, and then they choose how many bottles go into that based on what's available. So, with this one, uh, so as I as we'll finally get into pouring some whiskey, not just talking about it. Um, this is a 55.4, so it's 110.8 uh, proof, private stock bourbon whiskey. Uh, it's distilled and bottled by Wyoming Whiskey, um, and it is matured in charred white oak barrels. So it's, uh, it's very interesting because all of the grains from this come from the high prairie. So this is all of their own grain. Um, it is a full private barrel. Uh, I've I've had I have different we have different various or we, we had different various bottles of Wyoming whiskey in the Speakeasy that ranged anywhere from 48 to 50 to 52. This is one of the highest proofs that we have on uh, have had on bottling for this Wyoming whiskey. So very interesting. So when you get in that private barrel, program. you know who owns Wyoming whiskey? I do not. I bet I bet you're going to tell me. Edrington Group. Owns Wyoming whiskey. Oh, oh, that would be the so McAllen. The reason is because they owned no distilleries in America, and just mu- much like McAllen, that distillery is a hundred percent self-sufficient. I'm pretty sure that on that property is uh, where a lot of the the grain comes from. The water source. I think it's almost a hundred percent self-sufficient. Edrington saw that had no. American distilleries and said, "Snag, we we want you. We're going to make you a thing. We're going to bring into our portfolio, and um, it's great juice." No wonder why I like them so much. Edrington Distillery. But that is a great segue into the bottle I have in front of me as a store pick because you talked about um, that private barrel where you can kind of change things up. And um, I am actually holding a bottle of, this is kind of new to the market and just recently seen this, but Old Elk Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's actually, Old Elk Distillery is in Colorado, uh, USA. It's a pretty unique bottle. It's kind of this squared off bottle and it's got a elk horn stopper, um, which I'm sure it's, oh, that's it's cool. faux, but it's got like a little elk horn kind of a right. stopper on there. It looks like the, the base, base of a horn. horn. Um, but the everyday bottle that you buy on the shelf is an 88 proof bottle. It's about 50 bucks. Uh, this bottle was selected for Calandro Supermarket in Baton Rouge. It's a single barrel, but it was actually proofed up to um, 55.25%. So it's 110.5, almost very similar to what you're drinking there. Um, but it's actually at cast strength. So they took this at cast strength um, from Old Elk. The crazy thing about Old Elk scott which i wanted to tell you on air to blow your mind so this was founded uh, by kurt richardson who's an entrepreneur that has a bunch of businesses but his most famous to date is he owns life proof company so he owns otterbox created otterbox he was before that he was super famous with a bunch of um injection molding he did all kind of injecting injection molding for mattel and all kind of other other companies. So, guy's got Buku money. This is his new prep project as he's kind of retiring or ending his career. He wants a, a high-class bourbon company. So, what does he do? 
opens one in Colorado, and who does he hire as his master distiller? Uh, in 2016, he hired away um, Greg Metz, who is the master distiller for MGP. Oh, wow. So 38 years of distilling, uh, I guess, Providence under his belt, and this guy, I guess, threw a bundle of cash at him in 2016, and he left MG- MGP <clears throat> to now be the master distiller at Old Elk. So I, w- I would cool. say that there isn't many... Uh, bourbon distilleries out there that have uh, as experienced master distiller as uh, as Old Elk. I would I would dare say probably not. I mean, Wyoming's uh, so Wyoming's master distiller, and also a very similar story that uh, basically when the when the distillery was founded, the Mead family kind of said, okay, we want to change our ten thousand acre ranch into a distillery. And they needed someone to come in. They brought in uh, Steve Nally, who was uh, famous for his work at Makers, creating uh, Makers 46 and their private barrel selection there. So he, they bring they bring him in to kind of you know teach everyone the ropes. Um, so Sam Sam Mead decided I'm going to learn how to be a master distiller, and he studied night and day for five years to uh, to kind of learn the ropes. And, uh, you know, I love his, I love his, his quote. He's like, uh, there's no point in getting half pregnant. You just get full in. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing some wonderful things. He's been doing these private stock b- uh, bourbon whiskeys for about two or three years now. And they're really running a wonderful, wonderful program there. So let's let's talk a little bit about these whiskeys themselves. So what do you, what do you have? You have the old old elk. elk. What's the mash on that? So the mash on. This By the way, it is interesting that both of these are from the yes, west. Yes, they are. Crazy. And we're getting more into the western United States whiskey. I mean, it's becoming a big thing between Wyoming, Westland, yes. Stranahan's, yes. High it West, is American American single malt whiskey. So. Uh, we may have talked about this on an episode before, but Westland Westland is one of the ones because it's owned by Remy Quantro and it's got a decent bit of money behind it. But I mean, I can imagine all these guys like Stranahan's. It's owned by Proximo, which is Jose Cuervo and Bush Mills and 1800. You know, right. these these big portfolios, these big suppliers have these little petite, small Western distilleries that they are putting money into and like bankrolling uh i guess i say in hopes but i guess with the uh with the thought or the knowledge that they think this is going to become a big category in america and they're they're at the forefront of this whole american single malt um you know i guess revolution if you call it or or uprising i guess so it's happening more and more companies are, are doing it um this is a straight bourbon whiskey. Yours is labeled as, uh, yeah, straight bourbon whiskey. It's a, it's a bourbon whiskey, and so, so I actually have a bash bill on this. Okay. It is. Um, hold on. It is. It actually tells you on the back, which is really nice. So it's sixty-eight percent corn. Oh, wow, it's high. Twenty uh, percent winter winter wheat, and then twelve uh, percent malted barley. I actually have a, a regular bottle of that somewhere around here I'd have to find, but um, I remember it being pretty good. So this Old Elk is uh, pretty um, 
pretty classic. Well, I say pretty classic. It's 51% corn, 34% malted barley. So high malted barley and 15% rye uh, in this in this mash build. Um, but we're talking about, I guess, Stranahan's, Westland, all those guys are uh, single malt, right. which is just straight barley. But this is a West a West mm-hmm. Coast bourbon, which is the same as what you're, you're drinking is considered a West yeah. Coast bourbon. Essentially, they they said we're making Kentucky bourbon just in Wyoming. So another thing too, to note and, they, that Old Elk has bourbon laid down, but this bottle this bottling mm-hmm. is still MGP. Okay. So it's bottled. Yeah. It's no. This, bottled this, this by was Old all Elk. this is all their right. own. This is bottled by Old Elk, still distilled in Indiana. Although they have their own whiskey laid down, they just haven't reached that four year mark where they can put it as right. no age statement. Uh, bourbon. Since I'm, I'm assuming the master distiller came over in 2016, next year, a couple years, we'll start seeing Old Elk. It's actually Colorado laid down um, bourbon. Nice. Yeah, this one. This one is aged for a minimum of five years. Um, they don't actually tell you the actual age. No, I got the barrel number. It's four six nine zero. But it's a minimum of five years. Every, everything that they have. Uh, for these for these uh, private barrels is a minimum of five year five year age barrels. Um, so all right, so I'm gonna. So take I can a tell you on mine, it's kind of crazy. Thirty four percent malted barley, and it it, it is mm-hmm. absolutely prevalent in this. It, it smells. It has a scotchy uh, smell to it. it. Has that malted barley um, prominence, but it's definitely a. Uh, Still, still a little sweet corn, um, which is crazy, right? Because most of the time you would see malted barley and rye reversed in a bourbon mash bill. You would see corn, right. rye, and then and then barley. This one is this one's flipped, um, so it's kind of almost got that hybrid of that um, that barley and corn. But um, see, with bright with this one, it's it's got the high winter wheat content, which you can smell. The malt, and you can smell the hay. I would like that that soft, soft wind. Oh, it's so good. It's that soft, like, uh, you know that that smell of, like, fresh hay? Not wet hay, but, like, fresh hay? Oh, man, that smells so good. It's got oranges, cinnamon, some of those cherries from the sweet corn uh, that goes in there. Really good smell on this one. Yeah, this is... High on the the alcohol. (laughs) Blow it away. And you can get... You can get those nice uh, citrus orange flavors from that uh, that malted barley. This one's got that kind of apple apple grain, apple and grain. Um, it's fresh. It's very bright. Little maple and little nutty as well. So on the palate of mine, on this Wyoming whiskey, lots of honey, um, caramel. You can taste that wheat, but there's a nice spice to this that you would think there's got to be some rye in there, but I think that's that high corn content really giving it a good spice. Um, nice baking spices, good char on the barrel. You can taste that. Um, very good. Lots of cinnamon and oranges. This is like a like a cinnamon orange um, bomb, really. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, see, this one's pretty. This one's pretty deep and pretty, 
woodsy, oaky. It, it, um, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I get, I get uh, mixed signals from something that I feel like it's, I feel it's young, and it has oak flavor to it. It's kind of like weird that bourbon sometimes, oftentimes, has that sweet spot to where if it's aged just enough, it has just the right amount of oak. But if it's aged too young, it's over oaked, and if it's aged too old, it could be over oaked or oaky. You know, like young young whiskey is oaky and stiff and aggressive yes. stiff and aggressive and oaky but old whiskey um like the rare cask is oaky but smooth and refined right it still has the same amount of like wood notes wood flavoring but the finish and the way it's like addressed in your mouth is different and this tastes like young wood like it just it just grazed the barrel, but brought all that char and oak with with it. But didn't get it didn't get much breath and maturity out of that out of the barrel. If that makes any fucking sense at all. No, it does. Uh, it certainly does. And you know, you definitely get the oakiness, the char from this barrel here. And I think you know, with the, with that sweet corn. You're gonna get, you're gonna get some nice cherry flavors to it, and that's where I think the orange and the cherry come out on mine. And but you don't get that like I, it's only five years old, which is not a young whiskey, but it's not an old whiskey. It's uh, it doesn't have that wet, wet barrel note, that green funk. So I'm I'm very pleased that they don't they didn't find a way to include that <laughs> because all too often, all too often you can you can easily go wrong. Uh, with that barrel funk. This is really, really good. I'm pretty close to their barrel strength. So their barrel strength at Wyoming is 58. Yeah. Um, or right around 50, I should say. And they're saying this is cask strength, which, you know, this is that's once again the deception of bourbon language. What's the difference in cask and cask strength and barrel strength? Right. Um, you know, I don't know. So who who knows really? Um, but hey, Old Elk did get a, a 2018 San Francisco World Spirits Competition gold. So we've talked about talked oh, about nice. that on previous ep- episodes. <clears throat> so that's that's pretty cool. 90 points with Wine Enthusiast. I mean, Wine Enthusiast is definitely a big national ranking system. I mean, we use that whenever, in my line of work, whenever we're displaying something. If it's got a Wine Enthusiast number that's over 90, you're going to you're gonna tout it. Um, so yeah. 90, that's pretty solid uh, for sure. Any, You got any awards down in Wyoming whiskey? I mean, they're still, they're still on the young side. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been doing this for for very long but um, uh, they do get some high praise from Whiskey Cast uh, they do get some high praise from um, who's this uh, from Spirits Journal so they are they are on their way up uh, Wyoming hasn't like I said hasn't been around for far too long but uh, but they're doing they're doing some nice things there Edrington doesn't buy sl- any slums. Yeah, partnering with with the Edrington family, you're going to uh, you're gonna you're gonna get some good product that pops out of there. Um, highly recommend 
grabbing some uh, grabbing some Wyoming whiskey if you can find it. Man, it's really good. You know, there's only 92 people in Kirby, Wyoming. 92 people. Population of 92. How many work at the distillery? I wonder. <laughs> 75. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's all family. It's all family owned, which is wonderful. And I like to, I like to see that. So it's not completely uh, gone out of the way of, uh, the way of uh, most craft distilleries. They, they hit a big and then they forget their roots. So interesting. Um, all right, give me give me some uh, give me some notes on yours. Give me some palate notes on yours. So uh, you know, the nose is um, the nose is very bright. It has that that barley um, kind of shimmer, very brightness. It has that kind of crisp a- apple in the nose. Um, reminds me of a tame version of uh, Glenfiddich twelve. Uh, you know that we've or fourteen that we've tasted before. The apple's there, but it's it's tamed because obviously it's not the most prominent grain in there, so it's kind of laid back. Um, on the tongue, it has a slight chocolatey kind of texture and taste to it. Um, oak is super prevalent. Wood is there, um, but also maple. Kind of um, has that maple syrup, maple cask kind of a finish to it. And then the the finish is is medium. It's right in the middle. It's it doesn't linger for a long time. Um, but the one thing I would say is that it has a burn on the draw for me, which is kind of a kind of a turn off. Is the longer I let it, I can let it sit in my mouth. I can let my palate adjust to it. But when I pull it back, and it just kind of has an ethanol ethanol burn. Um, it is 110 proof. So I mean that's some of the reason the reason why. Um, I mean. 20 proof more than anything else I've had before it tonight so it's definitely hitting the palate pretty hard but it's interesting I mean and I'll tell you I would say right now since we're drinking something different not a mega high mark for me on this um, this is this is a, mm-hmm. a store pick I don't know what the the regular regular one tastes like because this is the first introduction I've had to it um, I give it points for uh, being cast strength, which is not what the regular one is, um, and I mean it's MGP juice, so nothing really exciting yet. However, with that being said, really excited to watch this company as they get into their own whiskey that's been laid down um, by Greg Metz. So I imagine this guy probably had a an open checkbook to do some some great things. Um, so I would say. Not high marks now. I'm gonna give it a 83. Um, okay. You know, solid, but not not yeah. high. Not not overly high, but not. It's not uh, Hudson Four no. Grain low. But no, but um, excited to see what comes out of this in the future. With with the but with the budget that I can imagine they have, and uh, the guy that's doing the distilling yeah I mean for me this one uh, like I said earlier it's got a lot of that honey and orange on the palate and the nose and that translates well to the finish I mean this one this one maintains pretty good consistency throughout um, 
Brent, when you drink a high proof whiskey, one of the nice things about having a high proof is that you kind of let it mellow in your mouth and you get that oiliness that coats your entire mouth and has great mouthfeel. This has it. This has that high proof. It does burn just a little bit. That's that cinnamon that I've talked about that's on the that's in the whiskey or that flavors the whiskey really. Um, and it just it presents a really really good solid finish. Uh, nothing overly long, but nothing short and sweet and gone and, and flash in the pan. This one, this this ethanol really definitely lingers, and I really appreciate that. It's hard to find a barrel-proof or relatively cask-strength weeded whiskey in a private selection, and to get that for under seventy bucks, yeah, I mean, is a bargain. Shit, the only other weeded barrel strength that I can think of is freaking William Larue Weller, and good luck, good luck. Yeah, William Larue, and oh, um, Makers has started doing. Oh, a, that's right. That's right. Cask strength private barrel now. Uh, right. I've not That's had right. it, and we've not bought it for the speakeasy, but they do have one. It, they aren't common, and the the difference in a... Uh, I, I wish we had some of that William LaRue left, but, uh, you know, insurance has not come through on that one yet. Well, the, the, well, the, the money the is money, there. Have to, the money's there. You can't just, like, I can't just cre- create yeah. a bottle of it. Yeah, we can't just order a bottle of that. Well, that'll that'll have to wait until the fall. Yeah, well, we tried to claim um, we tried to claim it at secondary market price, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa. <laughs> yeah, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so it's 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 one that is nice, and uh, honestly, for the taking everything into account on this whiskey, the price, the exclusivity, and just the rarity of having a barrel strength weeded bourbon. Uh, I'm gonna have to give this an 89. It's pretty darn good. Damn, that's pretty solid. I mean, it goes right up there with what I what I like to rank the weeded bourbons with the Weller, uh, the 107, the, the 12. Um, th- this is a this is a very very good weeded bourbon. Very good. Yeah, I mean that's. And, th- and the nice thing is the more the more time you spend with it. The more it opens up, the more you get to know it, and the more it kind of gets your palate accustomed to the spice. I mean, there is, there's no joke. There's some spice on this. Yeah, I'd like I'd like um, to think and, that and, you know we're pretty close to wine uh, spectator level. So I mean, an, 80, an 89 mm-hmm. one day may be a pretty significant score, you know. Coming I mean, from coming from they, Scott Farney, you know, of BSCA, that'll be like posted in a little placard one day on. Well, yeah, I, mean, I hope wall. so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If they want to, if they want to certainly uh, put that on their on their website, I'll gladly endorse that. Eighty nine, and and trust me, an eighty nine is not a is not a low score. No, whenever whenever like you to, find like whenever you find your book of scores again, you can be like you know, McKellen Rare, McKellen Rare you know, just scored a few points higher than you. That's it. I might I might have uh, left it in my uh, my Zach Efron trial. <sighs> I'll have to go check over there. I don't really feel like going through the the, the new uh, validation process to open that door. Yeah, blood sample. That th- we we've we've since secured those Plas- doors. Plasma. Yeah. yeah. Laser laser scanners yeah. and retinal scans. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, these are good. Uh, definitely whenever you get a chance to pick up a store pick, a private barrel, do it. Because it's just going to give that nice uh, handcrafted touch to the whiskey that you ordinarily wouldn't get. Yeah. And, you know, a good rule of thumb, too, is if you go into a store and they it's the type of store that has barrel selections and barrel picks... That's where you want to be looking for for your whiskey because they're going to be moving the volume. You know they're going to be moving the volume to have some of the cool stuff in there and take risk on new bottles. Um, you know, for me, I've got a couple retail stores and the ones that that do do barrels are the ones that pretty much say yes to anything. So when something new and crazy comes out, I mean, I can be like, hey, this is a whatever. This is a new bourbon that's finished in grape jelly yeah let me try a bottle i mean they're going to put it on the shelves they're going to always have something new out there um that's where you want to be want to be shopping so follow the store the store picks and they will definitely lead you to to good bourbons for sure scott do you know and this like i said this may kind of blow my whole theory but the the stores that you've bought the antiques and stuff from i mean how is there a bourbon bourbon selection yeah. outside of the the antiques the pappies i mean outside of that they i mean they get a couple of bottles of johnny walker and yeah they so really, how, honestly, how? how i don't they just you know what i don't know i've asked the guy i was like how do you get three allotments and he basically says well you know i've, I've got a friend who's a distributor and he gives me a certain number per year and I say look you tell me when they come in I will come buy them all now I don't think he'll sell me all three every year because there are some other people but this isn't like most people to get these things you have to be in a lottery and you have to but say do you go in and do you go shop with the guy outside of that at least I mean I, I do I, I, I stop in every now and then I pick up some other bottles from time to time I mean he doesn't have a great selection but Every once in a while, he'll have uh, Weller Special Reserve. Uh, he'll have, um, you know, typical bourbons that you would find on the shelves. Uh, Woodford, Woodford Double Oak, and I'll, I'll buy them there, you know, just to pay, uh, patronage yeah. him. Yeah. Patronage him. Patronage um, <laughs> That's a, a weird word. Be a patron. Rouds. 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 He'll get my patronage. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> you spend money at his establishment. That's that's exactly what I'm saying, and just in a fancier way. <laughs> I buy his shit. <laughs> uh, but but you know, it's, it's it was just a, a whim, just a happenstance that I walked in there one day because I know they have a small, small, small liquor store, and it basically they sell beer and wine, and they sell Budweiser and Bud Light and Bud heavy by the case yeah. and that's what their yeah. clientele generally demands and one you know once in a while someone will pick up some bird dog uh, they'll pick up uh, 18 flavors like uh, Mikey's got in Arkansas y- yeah <laughs> 18 flavors of bird dog uh, they'll pick up some some flavored fireball and I don't drink call that whiskey <laughs> drink it neat uh, but yeah, no, if you do find your store picks, you know, pick them up and share them on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash BSEA podcast. I love seeing the new craze and store picks. I know down here it's kind of caught on and it's this crazy, crazy labels and relabels and stickers and funny 
shit on the bottles. If you pick up any like that that you see, um, definitely share it. It's got this old elk. I'll, I'll show you. Of course, I can't show everybody else, but it's got this. Uh, oh, it's got so the some regular, fun. The regular label, but it's got yeah. this crazy, um, you know, elk sticker, drunk elk sticker on the side of it. That's that's cool and clever. This is bottle 143 of 210, so they must have yielded 210 out of this. That's another thing, Scott, you were talking about earlier, being a true single barrel. You don't really know how many bottles are going to come out of it, right? Because older it is, the more angels share. Right. Um, whatever they proof it at. You know, if you, mm-hmm. proof it at ca- if you proof it at cast strength, you're getting just what the barrel yields. If you, yep. proof, it at, if you proof this at 90 proof, hell, you, know, you might get another 50 bottles out of, yeah. out of the thing. And, that, um, and that's so, the thing is it, you know, that's what it comes down to. If you can find private selections that are barrel proof, you get that real flavor that the whiskey was meant to be. Yep. You know, it's it's a crazy thing. Blanton's, um, and I, they may have gotten away from it, but a few years ago, and if you ever run across one of these secondary markets somewhere, you see it on a back bar, your friend's house has got it. Blanton's used to do store picks, and the customer could literally pick the proof. Anything oh above, anything above regular proof. So ninety three, like not ninety three or ninety three point four, whatever it is. So if you said I, I wanted my Blanton's at you know ninety nine point one, like they would they would proof it, I believe, to to just a, a crazy, crazy. Crazy proof, different what was, proof. What was the gold? Proof. What was the gold proofed at? Because the regular one's ninety three. One one hundred is the gold, maybe yeah, somewhere in there. Like one hundred one. So had a, gold we, is we higher. Had a gold is yeah. We have gold is higher. Mm-hmm. Green is less. Lower. Green is proof down to eight to eighty. Yeah, that's the Japanese. Uh, uh, I believe. Yeah, and then market. you have the like straight from the barrel that's all over the place. But um, but yeah, so you could do a store pick blends and change the proof. To a higher proof, and those are pretty cool. But yeah, definitely share your yes, share your store picks. Share your store picks. We w- we want to see them. So go over to the Facebook group, share them, share what you got. Because uh, after all, even in the speakeasy, when it's unwarranted and unwanted, sharing is still caring. That's true. <laughs> even <laughs> if you break in here and break down our door. Exactly, and you decide to share it on your um, another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you're breaking. You literally I, recorded yourself. I think there's a there's a fairly high crossover between our listeners and Three Sheets listeners. So they they, they are you know they, they understand the story. But if you have not uh, heard why our speakeasy is broken, go back and check out episode one sixteen of Three Sheets of the Mouse. It uh, it was a surprise to us. Well, it was a surprise to me. For it was sure. a surprise to me. Let me tell you something. I'm out of town, and you know, and then the next next day or so, the guys show up in Florida, and they're they you know they're buying me drinks yeah. with gift cards and yeah, exactly. Alibis are set. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a bad just, thing. But hey, I kn- I know I know who you are, and I know <laughs> where you've been, and I will well, find you. Know, you. Now that I think about it, you know, we, we watched the video, but, but when I went back and I'm like, man, they literally recorded themselves in the act. How, you know, how dumb could you get? Uh, that's, all the, that's all the proof we needed. It's the proof we needed. There, well, there, yeah. there used to be a show on Fox about that. 
world's dumbest criminals. Yeah. yeah well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So look, but, uh, as we finish up these uh, these short pours, uh, mine is phenomenal. It's really good. Uh, highly recommend you check it out. Wyoming whiskey, their private barrel selection. Uh, if you can't find that, do find a Wyoming whiskey. They are really good. The double cask one. It's aged in sherry barrels. Very very good. Uh, highly recommend that as well. Brant's Old Elk. Yep. I would say it's. Uh, I would say it's worth buying if you can get it uh, at the right price. It looks like man, they want a pretty penny, about fifty bucks for a regular bottle of it. This one I do think was around sixty-five for the store pick. Um, that's a premium uh, for it. I can't tout it right now. Uh, being MGP, you know, it's just kind of crazy. They are buying MGP juice and they have the XMGP distiller. Uh, you know. On their at their facility, uh, but to me the greatest thing is is what what this what is this going to be in a couple of years when they're actually got their own juice on the market? I can imagine it's going to be great. So, um, not a recommended buy now, but recommend to keep your eye out for Old Elk. If you see anything by Old Elk, it's maybe a store pick or something crazy. Uh, it's worth it, but definitely in the next couple of years, keep your eye out. I can imagine these guys are going to be doing great great things. Um, yeah, Scott, why don't uh, I lead you off here in our club mission statement? Um, as always, any closing remarks? No, I, I think uh, just to keep an eye out. Um, you know, our next show is going to be. Uh, uh, we're also going to be doing some high proof there too. So we're going to be talking about some Abelor Abanad, which is a high proof uh, cast strength Scotch, and then uh, the real. A real bullet here, uh, Stag Junior. Nice. It's uh, it's a high proof whiskey, so uh, keep keep a lookout for those. They're they're readily available. Stag Junior might be a little harder to find. It's kind of a limited release from time to time, but uh, keep a lookout for those. Abalor Abanad by Abalor, and then uh, Stag Junior. Uh, Buffalo Trace from Buffalo Trace. So keep a lookout for those. We're going to be talking about uh, that's our Blue Sky episode. So you'll hear all about uh, our Blauer Himmel. If you don't know who that is, you'll just have to listen and find out. Scott, if you came in to learn, drink what you learn. If you came in to share, share what you drink. If you came here as a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came for an adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>